All right, good evening and thank you for joining us on the weekend edition of your preferred sports show radio. This is Talk Football Talk Sports on Empire Radio 104.5 FM. I remember yours truly, um, Jerry from You guys know you can always call me um, the J to wonder. Sit back, relax, and let's just cruise together um, through the world of sport of this beautiful Friday evening. Um, you guys know how we do um, on the weekend edition of the show. I'd like to appreciate everybody who's been keeping it um, 100 with us on Talk About Talk Sport. Thank you all so, so much um, for always tuning in and participating with us on the show. Um, to continue to stay safe out there, I will continue to bring to you all um, the happenings in the world of sport without wasting time because we actually do have um, a lot to cover um, this beautiful evening. Let's um, start with other sporting action. Um, starting with Formula One. And um, the biggest news um, from Formula One right now is um, Lewis Hamilton has confirmed that he will leave Mercedes at the end of the 2024 uh, season and join F1 rivals um, Ferrari on a multi-year deal in 2025. Hamilton signed a new two-year deal with Mercedes last summer. However, it is understood that his contract contained a break um, clause after one year, which uh, the 39-year-old has chosen to activate. Um, Hamilton said that he was so proud of the success he had achieved in 11 years uh, with Mercedes and his switch to the Italian team is one of the biggest um, is one of the biggest drivers transfer um, F1 has ever seen, uh, which may arguably be uh, the biggest. He will partner Charles Leclerc in 2025, leaving Carlos Sainz facing his last year as a Ferrari driver. Hamilton joined Mercedes for McLaren uh, for the 2013 season and won six of his seven championships uh, with the team. He also won 82 of his record 103 races uh, with the um, silver um, arrow. So, uh, I guess um, um, Lewis Hamilton's time at uh, Mercedes is coming to an end. He's not leaving immediately. He will race this season with Mercedes and he will be joining Ferrari um, next season. But then, the thing is, I felt him announcing now is going to uh, the altar all this. They are going to talk about this all season. So throughout this year now, they'll be talking about Lewis Hamilton uh, potential move to, not potential, his move to Ferrari next year. Um, will he allow him focus and concentrate on Mercedes um, or helping them win the title back from uh, Max Verstappen's Red Bull? Um, that remains to be seen. But then I just felt he could have just um, kept it in the wraps and uh, just, um, you know, um, wait till maybe um, two, three races before the end of the season and make the announcement rather than make the announcement at the beginning of a new season because it is now Mercedes, in my own opinion, are already destabilized. Um, you know, their best, they're one of their best drivers in the history is leaving them for a rival Ferrari and you know they'll be distracted by that talk all season long in my own opinion though but then hey um what do i know uh but then if these talks keep popping up during the season i would like to remind you all that we call this thing though but then hey i guess um if anybody can reach through it all uh, it's still the same hamilton because he has all the experience under his belt and to actually make that happen uh for mercedes who knows he can actually win the championship and um uh make some sort of farewell um um racing you know some spectacular racing for mercedes um, this is anyways still in f1 f1 has rejected andretti's team b and to enter into the sport in the next two years but left the door open for admission from 2028 andretti's um, entry had been approved by the governing body the fia but um commercial rights holders f1 felt the proposal for entry in 2025 or 2026 and was lacking f1 conducted analysis involving key stakeholders and decided an 11th team would not on its own add value and finally in f1 and um, the historic um, suzuka circuit will host the japanese grand prix until at least 2029 after signing the five-year contract extension and um, with f1 the track has seen off opposition from osaka uh, which had been interested in hosting a street race uh, in the coming years uh, f1 president stefano uh, domenicali said suzuka uh, suzuka uh, was um, a special track moving on to tennis record breaker uh, Ruad bopana wants to make more history by adding um, the Wimbledon doubles title um, to his CV. Um, the 43-year-old became the oldest major uh, men's doubles winner with Matthew Ebden at the Australian Open last month and he's also the oldest tennis um, world number one um, on the doubles front. Um, India's uh, Bopana reached the semi-finals at Wimbledon uh, last year and has ambitions to go further uh, this year. He took 61 attempts with 19 different partners uh, for Popana to win his first doubles Grand Slam title when he and Ebden beat and Simon Bolelli 
and Andrea Vavasori 7675 in the final. Uh, since teaming up with Ebden at the start of 2023, Bupana has since set up several records, including becoming the oldest Masters champion, uh, the oldest finalist at the Grand Slam, and the oldest player to win a match at the ATP um, finals. Um, in golf, former US Open champion uh, Bryson DeCambu says a major between the PGA Tour and the LIV Golf uh, needs to happen to bring the sport back together. Uh, negotiations between the PGA Tour and the Saudi Arabia's um, public investment fund, the PIF, uh, which bankrolls um, LIV, are uh, continuing after they failed to reach an agreement by the end of 2023. The PGA Tour earlier this week said, uh, while talks have progressed, no deal has yet have been finalized. The new LIV season begins today with the first event in uh, Mayacoba in Mexico. Um, also in golf, the PGA Tour has agreed a private equity deal worth around $3 billion uh, with a group of investors led by the Fenway Sports Group, which now owns Liverpool Football Club. As a result, golfers who have remained loyal to the tour and rejected advances um, from rival LIV Golf are set to receive $1.5 billion in immediate and future equity. Uh, members have been briefed on the deal which has uh, been in the pipeline since December last year. Uh, this coincides with the launch of the PGA Tour Enterprises, a newly formed um, for-profit company which has been initially valued at $12 billion and will run parallel with non-profit tax-exempt um, tour. And finally, in golf, Rory McIlroy uh, says that he has changed his tune on LIV golf players and does not think that players should be punished if they return to the PGA Tour. Uh, the four-time major champion has been one of the most outspoken critics of the Saudi Arabia-backed LIV series. In 2022, he said players who had joined LIV golf should not be allowed to compete on other tours. Uh, McIlroy, um, Ryder Cup um, winning teammate Tyrell Hatton, is the latest high-profile player to sign up to LIV golf and will make his debut in this week's um, season opening event in Mexico. The deal with LIV is reportedly worth about 50 million pounds, which is more than double what Hatton has earned on the PGA Tour in his career. Anyways, just uh, when you see, um, first things first, uh, P um, the PGA Tour have, have shown that to come. They are no joke. They are about. They are ready to go. Uh, not say head to head, but at least they are ready to uh, really put the money uh, that the golf um, deserve in their own tour. Um, but then, like I always say, if the LIV had not come into play, would they have been doing all these things at this level? They would have been doing it all the same, but would they have been doing it at this level? I think not. I think not. Because, um, you know, you mentioned, you see, you see the numbers that are being injected into the sport. I'd be like, whoa, we know that, um, 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 you know, the, the sport is developing on a yearly basis and of course um, it is bound to attract more investments compared to let's say the money they are investing now you can't invest it in let's say 2021 or 2022 so the investment is bound to increase but you can really tell that the level of investment brought in by LIV has changed the way PGA Tour go about their business you can't escape it and even the likes of Rory McIlroy are softening their stance on you know players you know say okay um, before he's saying that this guy should not be allowed on any PGA tour, but now he's saying, Come, this guy should be allowed uh, uh, at some point, they should not be punished and they should be allowed at some point to come. So, uh, what a remarkable turnaround! But then that's beginning to sound as if uh, maybe sometime soon we should not be shocked when the likes of Rory McIlroy announced that come, he's to he's finally switching to LIV. Uh, but then, fingers crossed, uh, let's um, wait um, for. Um, that news to come out before we confirm. Anyways, we close our um, other sporting action with basketball news as um, Tyrese Maxi scored a career-high 51 points to help the Philadelphia 76ers who were without Joel Embiid and the four-game losing streak with a 127-124 win over Utah Jags at the Salt Lake City. Um, Embiid missed the game after suffering a left knee injury in the defeat um, to Golden State Warriors. Elsewhere, Austin Reeves scored the season-high 32 points to help the LA Lakers beat um, Boston Celtics 114-105 away at the TD Garden. Uh, Donovan Mitchell scored 25 points as Cleveland Cavaliers and the fourth straight win by beating Memphis Grizzlies 108-101. Our Jalen Brunson scored 11 of his 40 points in the final seven minutes as New York Knicks beat Indiana Pacers 109-105 at Madison Square Garden to clinch a ninth straight uh, victory. Anyways, uh, for basketball lovers, um, they already, you know, they already selected um, the reserves for the All-Star teams from both the East and the West. So very, very soon, uh, we should be expecting uh, our full All-Star team. And 
as we prepare for the All-Star Week where uh, we'll get to see the best of the best uh, from the East go against the best of the best um, in the West. So, uh, but then, a big win for uh, my team, the LA Lakers, against uh, the team with the best record uh, in Boston Celtics, away at the TD Garden without LeBron James and Anthony Davis. So, that's a big one uh, for LA Lakers. But then, uh, their, their record since winning the in-season um, tournament, which is the NBA Cup, uh, has not been something uh, to be proud of. But then Jalen Brunson uh, actually saw highlights of that game. Uh, he, he, drew, he, he dragged the New York Knicks um, to victory in that game. Ali Button really tried for Indiana Pacers, but then uh, Br- Brunson relentless, um, you know, he kept dragging his team to, you know, just kept making basket upon basket upon basket. His teammates did help out, but then um, shout out to them. The New York Knicks have actually have shown this season they are one of uh, the first um, to be reckoned uh, with. Anyways, let's move on um, to the local scene. And uh, you guys know what time it is. Um, it's all about the African Cup of Nations uh, that resumed this evening with quarterfinal games. Um, that we see the Super Eagles of Nigeria play Angola uh, by 6 p.m. While DR Congo face Guinea uh, by 9 p.m. tomorrow. Uh, Mali uh, battle host Ivory Coast by 6 p.m. Uh, while Cape Verde. Um, go head to head against um, South Africa uh, by 9 p.m. So, of course, let's start from the Super Eagles of um, Ni- um, Nigeria. Um, I, w- I was seeing in the group that uh, uh, Bali, yeah, the goalkeeper, uh, probably has been past feet, uh, feet to, 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 to start the game uh, this evening, but then I couldn't um, get enough time to confirm that. But then, you know, the group has been known to put um, a lot of um, verified information there, so I'm trusting that information from the group. Uh, but then, in the next uh, um, 45 to um, 15 minutes, the lineup will be out because the kickoff time is um, um, 6 p.m. So that's about one hour after our show. So just as well, we'll be rounding up the show. Um, the starting 11 for that game should be coming out. Um, a lot of Nigerians are excited. A lot of Nigerians are confident going into that game against Angola. Uh, but <laughs> it is what it is. I hope. I hope um, we, we continue to keep it tight at the back because that has been uh, the base. Of the success of the team up so far um you guys remember that phrase where they say defense winning titles yeah so um considering one goal so far uh in um the last um four games of afcon is actually impressive from the super eagles and i saw one start earlier uh super eagles do have uh, they've only lost the quarterfinals once i think they've won uh, if not 16 matches or so uh, and they've lost just once in the quarterfinal so uh, all the odds all the bookmakers everybody everything is favoring the super eagles of nigeria but then um i hope they don't do that thing that they do that when um, you expect them to come through that's when they mess up or uh, and when you don't expect them to come through that's where they go through so um i'm 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 just i'm being reserved about it and I'm, i hope they do qualify for the semi-final though that is when the real business happens as it is now looking at the old four teams in the quarterfinal you really cannot say these are the four teams that will qualify for the semi-final nigeria may look um um favorites on paper but we guys we've seen this this afcon edition what um the um other team that is the not uh, the the one that's the ones that are not favorites what they have done to favorites time and time and time and time and over and over again in this um tournament so uh making us favorite does not automatically guarantee uh that um, nigeria will qualify for the semi-final instead nigeria should be more worried of the angolans because they are known to take their chances unlike uh, the nigerian team that do not take their chances so you can see the contrasting thing there but then the difference between the nigerian team and the angolan team is uh we do have a better defense than them so if we can keep it tight at the back uh, we should have everything um uh, in 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 our works to, to qualify uh for 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 for, for the semi-finals um so guys let, let's get your take on uh, what, what are you expecting from that game um nigeria versus angola 6 p.m nigerian time today you can start sending your uh, your thoughts uh, with your name and um location to 0022991045 um nigeria versus um, angola are you excited are you scared are you shaking in one corner are you using reverse psychology like some people <laughs> you guys know it's hard not to support the super eagles but at the same time you want to protect your heart so you don't get heartbroken you guys know how it is now you know the deal uh-huh. but then it's not about the nigerians um, and the angolans alone um tonight we also have dr congo uh who play um guinea so uh interesting one there um it's looking like dr congo um, our favorites uh, 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 going into that game, but then do not rule anything past Guinea. 
because they too, um, like I said, this tournament has shown that anybody can beat anybody. Um, tomorrow, Mali, um, they battle Ivory Coast. Whoa, Ivory Coast, <laughs> we never thought we would be saying Ivory Coast in the quarterfinals after their um, um, group stage performance. But then uh, they managed to qualify as the third um, best um, team, um, the fourth best team, as the last best team, as a, 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 a best losing team. And uh, ended up knocking out um, the defending champions in Senegal uh, by penalty. So uh, Mali too have been very very strong in this tournament. They are unbeaten. So it will be a, a real test for Ivory Coast and also a real test for Mali um, going into that game. That's another game I'll be looking forward to after the Angola uh, and um, um, Nigeria match. Also tomorrow um, there's a there's a cracker uh, Cape Verde versus South Africa. Uh, these two teams like to play football. Uh, it's surprising the tactics employed by South Africa in their previous match against Morocco. But I'm sure they recognize that. See, these Morocco teams they are stronger than us. They are better than us. If we go all out and we play our tactic, they will beat us anyhow. So what they did was did what Morocco did at the World Cup, and um, they kept it, they, they kept it safe. And it helps them and they qualified. So one thing you expect from Pivet is they will come out, they will play the attacking football, and they will play their you know fine passing football and all that, the quick transition football. The same thing, similar styles to South Africa. And um, it, it may look as if uh, South Africa has they are the bigger name on paper. But then <laughs> don't, don't underrate me, the football that I think Pivet played uh, in this tournament, uh, I, I will not I don't think um, if not I'm tipping them to qualify or, or they will make it very, very easy. And for South Africa to qualify. So, guys, let's get your take on the quarterfinal games. Um, Super Eagles, that's of Nigeria versus Angola, um, DR Congo versus Guinea, um, Mali versus Ivory Coast, um, Cape Verde versus South Africa. Which four teams do you see in the semi final? And of course, if you want to narrow it down to the Super Eagles game against Angola, let me get your take. Start sending them um, to 08022991045 with your name and location. 0022 991045. Um, it's not your time to pick calls. You guys should wait. That's why I'll try to get through these things as fast as I can so that I can take you guys' call so that you guys can jump in on our conversation. Anyways, on the foreign scene, um, the Asia Concor- the Asian Cup quarterfinal have kicked off earlier as Jordan um edged um Tajikistan 1-0 and um Australia will battle South Korea uh by 4:30 uh Nigeria. So it's just um, um about 10 13 minutes from now. Uh, that match will kick off. So that promises to be an interesting one. Australia, uh, a big team in the Asian um, continent there. And um, also um, South Korea, uh, they need no introduction. They have um, uh, um, Son Hyun Ming of Tottenham there. So Tottenham fans will be praying that um, they get knocked out by Australia so that um, Son can return to club football and help them push for uh, that title as sport or if not, maybe challenging for the title. So um, like I said, we've not been covering the Asian Cup since they started, uh, but from the quarterfinal, I will try covering them and I will talk about the results on Monday. Also, tomorrow in the Asian Cup, it's Iran versus Japan and by 12.30 p.m. Nigerian time and also Qatar faces Uzbekistan by 4.30 p.m. Nigerian time. So another big match tomorrow, Iran versus Japan. If you, if you replay the World Cup, you remember Iran. Uh, they tried in the group stages of the World Cup. They did their thing. And um, Japan, um, Japan will always be Japan. They have the likes of... Um, um, Karu Mitoma of Brighton, if you follow of EPL, and um, a couple of other uh, players there. Uh, not forgetting Qatar and Uzbekistan. Uh, I'm sure they, they don't want grief for themselves. Those ones, uh, no grief for anybody. It's going to apply to that game of Qatar versus uh, Uzbekistan. So, a lot of um, football on the Asian continent, a lot of football on the African continent. A lot of football everywhere um, if you follow uh, the world of football. Anyways, upcoming games this weekend in the French League 1, we see um, the reigning champions and log leaders PSG travel to Strasbourg. Um, um, runs they host um, Montpellier, Nantes, and um, Battle Lund. Monaco play Liab, um, Leo face Club of Foot. It's Mets versus Laurent, Rennes versus Toulouse, uh, Brest versus Nice, while Lyon um, they host um, Marseille. So, um, Strasbourg, um, I think they've been unbeaten in like five, six matches. Um, and um, League leaders of PSG have been winning all their games by their last match where they uh, they dropped points um, after leading 2-0. Uh, they actually dropped points in that game at home, uh, if I might add. But then uh, they have a chance to go away to Strasbourg. They should be getting that win. Uh, but then it won't be an easy one if they are to get maximum points. Another interesting matchup uh, is uh, Lyon versus Marseille. Uh, Lyon, uh, we, know be, we, know, we know all about their struggles this season. They've been battling to, you know, I'm climb up, I'm up onto the table. They were, uh, they used to be bottom, but they climbed a little bit up higher. 
and um, they will play Marseille. Marseille do um, on the top top half of the table. Uh, we'll be looking to get maximum points and um, heap more misery on Lyon. So um, a lot to look forward to uh, in League One. Also upcoming games in the German Bundesliga. We see Borussia Dortmund um, travel to FC Heidenheim. Um, defending champions Bayern Munich welcome Borussia Mönchengladbach to the Alliance Arena. Uh, Freiburg hosts Stuttgart. It's Bochum versus Augsburg. Mainz versus Werder Bremen. Uh, FC Cologne versus Frankfurt. Wolfsburg versus Hoffenheim. RB Leipzig host um, Union Berlin at the Red Bull Arena. While log leaders Bayern Leverkusen, uh, they travel to Darmstadt. You could see that uh, Bayern Munich played their uh, outstanding game at the one, and they also won over the weekend. I'm cutting um, um, Bayern's uh, uh, Leverkusen lead seven points to four points, then to two points because Bayern Leverkusen dropped points um, over the weekend last weekend. So it will be interesting. They are still unbeaten, though. I think the only team in Europe that is still unbeaten. In all competition, so it will be interesting to see um, how uh, they respond. Maybe um, give them start like four or five zero. Uh, but then uh, let, let's wait for the result of that game. It's a battle between. Uh, it's a chess battle between uh, Bayern Munich and Bayern Leverkusen. And um, as we've seen um, over and over this season, we've seen Bayern Leverkusen really, really have shown that they can. They really hold their own and they are serious about winning the title. But then we have seen the script before in the German Bundesliga. Uh, are we about to see the script again? Um, just when uh, we thought Bayer Leverkusen could capitalize on you know, Bayern Munich dropping all those points, uh, they have allowed them to claw it back to um, two points. If they did draw and Bayern win again, they will be level on points. If they did um, lose and Bayern win, Bayern will creep above them with one point. So the race is truly and um, well on in the German Bundesliga. Uh, moving on to upcoming games in the Italian Serie A where um, AC Milan travel to Frosinone, Amlechi host on Fiorentina, it's Empoli versus um, Genoa, Udinese versus Monza, Bologna versus Sassuolo, Torino versus Salanitana, reigning champions Napoli face Verona at the Diego Maradona Stadium in Naples, um, Atalanta battle Lazio at Bergamo, while at top of the table clash, we see log leaders Inter Milan. Uh, <laughs> Welcome Juventus um, to the San Siro. So uh, it had to be. Uh, let, let, let's start for Napoli. They are the reigning champions. Have been dropping a lot of points. Been, you know, shown that see they cannot keep their crown this season. Let us say the way it is. They can't. They can't. They are so far off the pace. Uh, but then at home to Verona, you just expect them to pick three points and try and qualify uh, for the Champions League next year. If they can do that, it will at least salvage their season, kind of. I show that they may have lost their crown, but at least they will be able to play um, European football at the highest level um, next season. As for Atalanta versus Lazio, um, you know there are going to be some serious attacking football in that game. Mauricio Sarri's Lazio like to attack. Also, uh, 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 Atalanta, oh, this is, what is this, their coach now? The coach with the white hair, Gasperini or so. They will attack. They will attack. They are the only, I think they are the only. Um, back the only team that plays with a back back three or back five that is very very attacking and there's nothing defensive about it so again i think we had the conversation in the group a while back that depending on how you use that system it can be very 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 attacking but then it's the same system we are using for the super eagles and looks very 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 defensive so expect some amazing game feel the attacking football from that Lazio and atalanta game um in uh a bigger move but then um, there should be goals in that game, though. There should be goals in that game. Uh, the, 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 the ones that are um, very, very important is the top of the table clash between um, Inter Milan and Juventus. Like I said, Juventus have been gradually going about their business. I think they did drop points in their last match. I can't remember. I think they did. Yeah, yeah they did. 1 1. Yeah. They did so. Uh, Inter Milan will be looking to take three points off them. It's, it's always sweet when you are in a title race with your, your team. And you take points off them directly. You know it's different from where you, you win your match. You expect them to win their match. You're not taking that points off them. You're giving them the opportunity to. They need to win their match to keep up pace with you. But when you are the one that take that points from your direct rivals that you are competing for a title with, it makes it sweeter. That means they have to go and look for somewhere else to get that three points. That means you are extending your lead from them by that three points. So it will be interesting to see if there's a winner from these. Um, Juventus have done so well. Um, to get to where they are right now and um, let's see let's see how that game will go um, it's at home at the San Siro so you fancy Inter Milan uh, to, do, to, to take that one um, ahead of Juventus but then do not do not write um, Juventus out anyways we do have some results from the outstanding games played in the Spanish 
uh, La Liga in midweek that saw uh, Victor Roque's um, second half goal help Barcelona to a narrow 1 0 home win over 10 Manu Sasuna. Uh, Renaudo Mandava's opener was cancelled by Alvaro Garcia's equalizer, but Memphis Depay's 98th minute winner have helped Atletico Madrid edge Rayo Vallecano and 2 1 at the Wanda Metropolitano. And of course, Real Madrid moved to the top of La Liga with a 2 0 win away uh, at Etafe thanks to Jose Luz, um double. So, uh, Barcelona. Uh, whether we like it or not, they did what they had to do. Uh, they, they won that game and, um, you know, they are climbing up of the table. Uh, while they've had their struggles and injuries and whatnot, at least uh, this is under three points in the bag and they will celebrate. As for Atletico Madrid, they keep marching on. They are, t- they are in some sort of form right now. And, you know, at the Wanda Metropolitano, you can always bank on them to at least win or draw. And, uh, they never say die attitude until the 90th minute. Happy for Memphis Depay. Um, you know, hot shots, my United, Lyon, you know, player back in the day expected to do big things. But that is Atletico Madrid and he's finding his feet um, gradually. That, that's, that's an important goal for Atletico Madrid. Uh, it's very, very good for his confidence. He has been scoring lately as well. So, you know, Memphis Depay getting the winner for Atletico Madrid. Um, good one for Depay himself. Good one for Atletico Madrid. And, um, well, <laughs> uh, 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 what's it called? On to the next um, game. As for Real Madrid and Hetafe, uh, congratulations to Osel who scored two goals. But the game was mad with the Jude Bellingham and Mason Greenwood's incident. Um, you know, Jude Bellingham uh, reportedly, uh, allegedly, I don't know, people uh, liberated and um, he called um, Greenwood his countryman um, something not nice. Not, not nice at all, you know. And um, they say, nah, man, they do, man. Uh, uh, I saw a report somewhere that um, Etafe have um, filed uh, something against uh, filed uh, 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 against uh, Bellingham for saying that stuff to to Greenwood. Uh, let, let the boy breathe, please. Just let him do his thing. He's just there to play football. He has left you people in England with your drama. Let him play his football. Let him play his football. And Bellingham, I know uh, it's not something that we are used to. Uh, say, uh, it's not Bellingham is not. If something like this was said by, let's say. Uh, Jaden Sancho, for instance, uh, you might be like, okay, it's not a nice thing to say, but you'll be like, okay, but with, maybe the fact that I came from Bellingham, uh, the golden boy has been doing everything perfectly this season, and uh, you just be like, wow, it shouldn't be you now, you get. Uh, so, so, so I hope uh, the fix up, I hope he apologizes to him, and I hope he never does that again because that is never a nice thing to say to your fellow countryman in um, a foreign soil, anyways. Let's move on to so, um, action, do continue, um, this weekend as um. Atletico Bilbao host of Mallorca. Valencia play Almeria at the Mestalla. Granada face Las Palmas. It's um, Villarreal versus Cadiz. Um, Osasuna versus Celta Vigo. Real Betis host Getafe. Barcelona travel to Deportivo Alaves. Uh, Girona battle Real Sociedad. And of course, the Madrid derby. We see log leaders Real Madrid welcome rivals Atletico Madrid to the Santiago uh, Bernabeu. So, uh, Barcelona, will they, continue, will they continue their winning streak away at Deportivo Alaves? Deportivo Alaves has been. Uh, kind of um, um, impressive lately. They've had some some good result lately in their last five games. So um, Barcelona should be wary of Alaves, and they will be going away to um, Alaves. So they should be wary of them. Girona versus Real Sociedad. Uh, it promises to be a tight one. Real Sociedad this season have been consistent with their result. They have been very difficult um, to beat. So that's just the challenge with uh, that um, Girona are going to have. But then Girona have been fantastic this season as well. And uh, we know they can score goals. So let's see what happens in that game. I, I don't think um, it's going to be much. I think it's going to be like a 2-0, um, 3-1 win because of Girona do know how to score goals. But um, it can also be a 1-0 you know, win in favour of Real Sociedad. They know how to keep it tight like that. But then all focus will be um, on the Madrid derby. Uh, just a couple of weeks ago, um, Atletico Madrid knocked Real Madrid out of the Copa del Rey and um, earlier in the season Real Madrid beat um, Atletico Madrid so there's this rivalry thing there and um, <laughs> will Memphis Depay produce another winner and that remains to be seen Real Madrid though will be looking to extend their lead at the top and um, you know it's always nice when you get one over your rivals like I said earlier so going away to the Mendro uh, one, uh, sorry playing at home against um, um, Atletico Madrid in front of the Bernab- in front of their fans in the Bernabeu I'm sure Real Madrid will want to put, um, or, or put, co- avenge um, the the um, the loss of their Copa del Rey um, exit uh, at the Bernabeu against Atletico Madrid. So a lot of um, you know interesting football to look forward to as we are watching Afcon. We will be watching um, club football as well. Anyways, um, 
we do have results for midweek games I played in the English Premier League yes uh, from one for the ones on Wednesdays and on Thursday yeah because we spoke about the result on Tuesdays on um, Football Extra on Wednesday so yeah I'm defending champions Manchester City defeated Burnley I'm 3-1 at the Etihad thanks to Rodri and Julian Alvarez double um, goals from Destiny Udogi Brennan Johnson and um, Richarlison so Tottenham uh, came from behind to head Brentford 3-2 at home in the London Derby, uh, while log leaders Liverpool uh, they did trash Chelsea 4-1 at Anfield thanks to Diogo Jota, uh, Conor Bradley, Dominic Zoboslai and um, Luis Diaz, Christopher Kuku with only goal uh, for the Blues. So uh, let's take this one one by one. Manchester City, um, you know, no, no, against Burnley, like we said on the show on Wednesday, uh, Burnley are not going to defend, uh, which um, favours um, how Man City play and Alvarez was the, was the star of the show with his, with his two goals. So. Um, uh, Ellen Haaland did come back in that game, um, got substituted, uh, replaced um, Kevin De Bruyne, I think, in the 71st minute. Um, he didn't score, he did score, but then uh, Man City were already in control of that game. They just brought him in, gave him some minutes, so we expect him to start uh, against Brentford this weekend. As for um, Tottenham, uh, they did come from behind. It's a London derby, it's a London derby at home. Uh, 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 Neil scored the opening goal, but then uh, Destiny Udogi and um, Brennan Johnson and um, Richarlison gave them a 3-1 lead, then Ivan Tony got him on the on the match. And uh, the, there was this part between Tony and uh, Vicario, uh, which is uh, the Tottenham keeper. And uh, you know, Vicario said uh, Tony had been talking to him all game, you know, you know, trying to rile him up, get under his skin. And after the match, he just said he hoped he, he did better the game. <laughs> Italians can be very, very petty. Anyways, uh, it was a, it was a, it was it was um, it is what it is for now. But then Tottenham, you know. Um, they've gotten their their squad back, uh, almost fully fit. Apart from um, Son, that is away on the Asian Cup duties. I think almost everybody is back. Uh, Van der Wen is back. Uh, the the Dragosin is on the bench. The Romero is there. So everybody's um, certainly back, and uh, Madison is back. So you know, I think the results start rolling in for them, and they will continue to climb up the table. As for Chelsea, Liverpool, like we said, yeah, uh, you don't know which Chelsea team is going to turn up. But then I was just too mad at you know I saw the setup and I, I I saw the Liverpool setup I just knew that man it would be difficult to get something from this game. Um, how do you start the game with uh, uh, um, um, uh playing a right back and you finish the game with um, Badiashio uh, playing a left back? Like I always said, like I said in the group, when the structure is not right, the players will struggle to perform. This is the problem I've had when they were appointing Pochettino. You see, it's not as if he's not a good manager, he's a good manager, but it's just not that manager that, you know, on the big occasions, you expect him to deliver. The odd results might come in favour in favor of him, but when you really need him, need, need him to step up, you know, you can... Okay, the perfect the, the example between him and Jurgen Klopp is, immediately, uh, what's his name, Trent Alexander-Arnold got injured. They've been playing Joe Gomez at left-back because um, Simicas is injured. And Robertson is just coming back, so they had to play Joe Gomez at uh, left back. They didn't play; are not playing him at um, 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 right back. And they had to trust Conor Bradley. He has been playing; he has been starting for Liverpool, and he has been playing with his team. Transfer back to Mauricio Pochettino, that has a Alfie Greek crest. I don't know why you have a Alfie Greek crest that has been playing, that has shown glimpses of him being good enough to play for the Chelsea team. You know, at least to start with the Chelsea team. If you are not going to start with Malogusto, at least start with the girl press. And what is the deal with him not starting with a, a striker? Is it maybe because they want to, whether to sell a lone broha to Fulham? I don't know. Why don't you start the team with a broha? Let him play the 60 minutes. If you cannot play 90 minutes, then substitute some cuckoo for him. You are playing without. That is the difference between Klopp and Pochettino. And when the system is not right, the player will struggle. I know on the day the players did struggle, some of them did not step up. But then how do you expect them to step up when they are struggling to even know what they are doing? You look at the first half and almost all the midfielders, are, they've gotten um, uh, uh, um, yellow carded and all that. And I'm um, not forgetting the, the referees. Congratulations. You see why I call Liverpool? Liverpool. She understand. It is what it is. Uh, clear decisions. It's good that this thing happened now. Because I want to see what will happen in the EFL Cup Final because I'm still expecting something similar to happen in the EFL Cup Final. This is consistent with Chelsea-Liverpool. Whenever Chelsea-Liverpool is playing, there's always this refereeing decision that will always go against Chelsea. Not always though, most times. Let me correct myself, most times. And you know, I wasn't shocked, but I was just too stupid. I was too pissed at um, um, Pochettino to even um, care about the penalty decisions. But you know, the following day I was looking at this and I was like, why now, Van Dijk? What's up? You know, 
I want to see what will happen at the EFL Cup final. It's good that they are talking about this now. And uh, it's good to see Klopp now. He's back to beating his chest and all that. And he's not coming out to talk about the refereeing decisions now. Because it's going in favour of him. Liverpool are not coming out to drop statements. It's, everything is all of a sudden. The same energy they applied. The same energy they applied. Yes. In calling the uh, PGM well out. The same energy they applied. In demanding apology. They should also write to those um, PGM well and the referee. But thanking them. For the serious assist, it's not as if they've given Chelsea the two penalties. Chelsea are going. Chelsea were poor on the day overall. The penalty is not an excuse. I'm just saying what is, you know, the, they should say the way it is. Klopp is not coming out to talk now. Liverpool is not coming out to talk now. I'm mentioned about okay. See, uh, we know that there was a penalty and you win some. You know, sometimes this thing goes for you. He kept quiet now, beating his chest. He's enjoying it. I just want him to know that. Westshire is retiring at the end of the season, but then it's still a long way from now to 38 games. And a lot of controversial decisions will still happen. And I want to see if we come out. Because like I said, um, these managers, when they enjoy these decisions, they keep quiet. But once the decision goes against them, they cry foul. We don't want to see any managers tears in press conferences anymore. Anyways, let's move forward. Um, Dominic Solanke's arm opener was he did castle by James Ward Prowse and penalty, but then West Ham and uh, Bournemouth shared his pause in a 1 1 draw at the London Stadium. And of course, uh, the game of the game last night was Wolves and Manchester United. They entertained us a thrilling seven goal affair as the Red Devils grabbed all three points with that 4 3 win away at the Molyneux. Uh, Marcus Rashford and um, Rasmus Holland um, gave Man United a 2 0 lead. Um, uh, what was his name? Uh, Pablo Sarabia scored a penalty. It became 2 1 instantly. Uh, Scott McTominay. I've substituted into the game. I've got the third goal for Man United. And just when United were coasting with that 3-1 win, uh, Max Kielman and um, Pedro Nottio um, scored <laughs> late goals for Wolves that got them back into the game. And uh, just when the Man United bashing was about to start, the Onana roasting was about to start, and everything was about to go down. And uh, you know that young lad uh, in Kobe Mainu, um, he scored the winner. It's not about him scoring the winner. It's the way he scored the winner. Very, very confident. If it was... Um, um, Kevin De Bruyne that scored that goal, people will not stop raving about it. They should use that goal as PS, uh, uh, what's it called? EPL highlights if they are starting this day. That goal was so sweet. You know, the, the, uh, beat the first defender, Nutmeg, the Wolves captain, Kiuma. And it's, you know, it's, it's the finish. It's the finish. You know, Ryan Sterling should learn from that boy. It's not about you dribble, dribble, you not get to, you know, your end product is zero. You should learn from that boy. This is the same thing I keep talking about. Do you understand? That boy, you can see that he's been trusted more by Eric Ten Hag over, over, over a, a couple of games. And he's beginning to start in a midfield that contained the Casimiro's and the uh, Scott McTominay's. You know, this young lad stepped up and he has been doing that since pre-season. In case people have not been paying attention, he has been doing that for Man United since pre-season. And imagine what that goal will do for him for his confidence. He said he couldn't stop grinning. He has been smiling since he scored that goal. So congratulations to Kobe Maino for saving Eric Tehag. Eric Tehag that I know on the sideline when they score, he's always like standing and looking. He celebrated this one like, yes! It was good to see him smile though. So uh, congratulations to my it was, it was an explosive game. I actually enjoyed it. And um, let's see what happened um, this weekend. Like we said, action continued this weekend as Everton um, hosts Tottenham. At Goodison Park, uh, Brighton face Crystal Palace at the Amex Stadium. It's Burnley versus Fulham at Toughmore, and Newcastle United versus Luton Town at St. James's Park, at Sheffield United versus Aston Villa, Bramall Lane, Chelsea host Ham Wolves at Stamford Bridge, Manchester United welcome West Ham to Old Trafford, while the clash of the round we see um, Arsenal battle log leaders at Liverpool at the Emirates Stadium. So, uh, of course, it has to be Arsenal versus Liverpool. Um, Liverpool are not going to find it as easy as, you know, it was against Chelsea. Let's, take, let's clear that one. Liverpool are going to see a different Arsenal to the one they played in the FA Cup. Let's also clear that one. Arsenal, though, are going to be given um, a proper test, you know, to show that if um, they are really back to the Arsenal um, that started the season so confidently. Lately, uh, they've been a bit shaky, uh, but they are trying to get the results in. So it will be interesting to see how this Arsenal it will, be, it will actually be a more interesting test for Liverpool, though, uh, who goes into this game at the top of the log, um, seeking maximum points. But I'm sure that win from the FA Cup will be giving them a lot of confidence going into that game and say, hey, we've gone to the Emirates um, last month and we defeated them 2-0. Uh, we know how they do. They'll come around first half, all gone blazing. And at the end of the day, they will bottle it and we are going to beat them. So let's see what happens. But they ask now need to win this game for the culture. Do it for me. 
They say if you cannot <laughs> right now, Arsenal is my elder brother in London. <laughs> I said it, yeah. Right now, Arsenal is my elder brother in London. So when they beat Abru, I want to go and call my elder brother for this. <laughs> what am I saying? So, anyways, um, let's get your take. Let me throw the phone lines open. Into Juventus, um, Real Madrid, Atletico, Atletico Madrid, um, Arsenal, Liverpool, and of course. Um, Nigeria versus Angola. Let's get your take. Number to call is 0702 5551045. 0702-555-1045. Let's get your takes on all these big games that are coming up. Um, what are you expecting from these games? What are you looking forward to? And of course, uh, the transfer window just closed yesterday. I was talking about that before I leave the studio. Uh, we have our first caller. Hello? Uh, good evening. Good uh, evening, sir. Yeah, Dickie Nadia Oshun, sir. How are you doing, sir? I'm fine. Yes, sir. It's been a while, sir. Uh, happy New Month to you. Happy New Month to you, sir. And uh, all the crews in the studio, Happy New Month. Hey, I'm the only one and in the studio, sir. And the fans of uh, uh, yeah. Happy New Month. Thank you, sir. Uh, the first thing I want to talk about is uh, about uh, our battle. Okay. Okay, pass off every for one. Has it been confirmed, sir? Yes, uh, so Hassan, I think. Yusuf. Okay. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Okay. Noted. 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 Thank you so much, Abdiki Adeosho, for that contribution. Uh, Pastor Femi, no be me talking. You said it, and people listening, and they've recorded it, and they're calling you out now. So, uh, well, our 5K is coming if we qualify. So, uh, Nigeria, do normal. <laughs> Hello? Yeah, Mr. Wally, how are you doing? Can you speak up a bit? Yeah. All right, your contribution. I can barely hear you, sir. Nigeria to beat Angola and three goals to one, just like Dickens said. Great. All right, no problem. Thank you for calling, uh, Mr. Wally. Okay, um, a lot of people are confident going into that game and they are saying the Super Eagles are going to trash. Uh, what do they call them? Is it some sort of Artelupo? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, they are going to trash Angola. Okay, let's see how it goes. It's almost time. Hello. Hey, Mr. Chris. <laughs> How you doing, sir? I'm, How is today? I'm all right. I'm all right. Your contribution. <laughs> my brother. <laughs> my brother. It is where it is. But um, um, the cynic was here on Wednesday, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I hope I'm trying. Now, so. Yeah, I know what I know. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. And I think it's actually now I discovered now that we have a larger range of people listening. Okay. Our program every day. I didn't tell you. <laughs> I didn't tell you. The, the streets never forget. Empire streets never forget. I didn't tell you.
Lineup will soon be out in the next uh, 15 minutes. The lineup will be out, so we'll know more. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I hear you, I hear you. Yes, he did. They can, this, this managers can be stubborn. It's just it's just it. The Monaco twins. The Monaco twins. But they are shield and uh, uh, disaster. I call them disaster and body. That's what I'm saying. I I said I said the same thing. I said even though the referee uh, did give uh, the decision, it doesn't stop the fact that Chelsea were very poor the night. So it is it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. It could have changed the dynamics of the game because the first one was, you know, the score was 0 0. It could have changed the dynamics. But then, could have, does he play football? What's the result? Did they play well on the night? No. So that's just what we should just focus on. You get? Mm. No, 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 no. Forward momentum. Time, no day. Time, no day. Forward momentum. <laughs> Yeah, I'm built to my uh, Ferrari. That is one of the reasons I I I I love when players they don't play at their comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Crowds are the good things mm-hmm. from other perspectives. Mm-hmm. The Gabon market is a multi-million. Cannot be, cannot be. Go to Chelsea, Chelsea, the best salary, the best salary. Same as the Ferrari. I'm thinking as one fifth of this championship in Mercedes. Thank you so much, Chris, for that um, comprehensive analysis. All right, the number to still call is 0702555 We can still take a couple of more calls. Um, 0702555 Hello. Good evening, Yeah, good evening, sir. It's Evie, man. how are you doing, sir? I'm good, I'm fine, are you? I'm all right, I'm all right. Your contribution? Uh, tonight's uh, a tough one. exceeded our, our expectations they have exceeded our expectations Yeah. 
leading to what he did with the ball before he now finished it it was it was too much it was too much i, I had to give him his props um hello hello jeremiah how are you doing this month i'm fine my brother what's up I well, yeah, nah, jump in jump in i see the out nah, brother it is what it is we do what we do <laughs> Of course, death, death, death. Uh, yesterday's match, uh, as, as much as I knew that Liverpool were going to pick up, you know, even those were set with pictures, at the same time, the sort of symbolic performances that mm-hmm. comes not only from the manager, mm-hmm. but from the players, players themselves, were, true, you know, true, make us very, very angry. And yesterday was not an exception. Mm. Uh, I hope, like you were saying earlier, that people that were actually in the same group the other time, mm-hmm. that there's nothing wrong with the players part of the group. We see them talking to us and doing pornography. Of course. There's this guy too. Uh, is it Quensa or something that plays at the centre back position whenever Konate is not around? Exactly. Petrovic, Palmer. Let's talk about Super Eagles, I beg. Leave Chelsea alone. They will be fine. <laughs> they will be fine, I beg. <laughs> I tell you. 
Desmond for that. Okay, let me see if I can take one more call. Uh, then I call it a wrap. Okay. Hello. Yeah. Thank you so much for calling Timothy. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, let me go through this message here. This was say from Heavy Man Nigeria to Angola One. Super Eagles um, to win, but our guys need to be careful up um, united. I just said Nigeria will uh, triumph by the grace of God. Um, if Nigeria midfield deny that of Angola's of any breathing space, I see Nigeria win. But a goal difference. I'm Obina from Akure. Alright, thank you, Obina. Hello, sir. How are you, my brother? Thank you for joining us on the show, Mr. Ayala Bola, sir. Thank you, my brother. It's well with you. Thank you, sir. Your contribution, yeah, sir. Amen, sir. <laughs> <laughs> so, I said, no point for alarm. Everything is under control. Let's continue our prayer. No, Allah. No, Allah. No, Allah. No, Appreciate you, sir. Thank you. Thank you so much, sir. Have a lovely day, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, I think it's about that time I leave this place. I think I've done justice now. I took enough calls today. <laughs> so I've tried. So <laughs> let me pick this one if I leave. Hello. Okay. All right. Um, I think that's about um, all the calls I can take. Uh, let me just talk about a few things here. 
then I will leave uh, this place. Okay, that's all the calls we can take today on the show. Um, it's already uh, past our bedtime, so we're about to leave this place. But before I leave, um, the transfer window closed yesterday. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, I can't take these calls anymore. I have to leave here. Uh, real soon so uh, the transfer window closed yesterday and um, first is first i want to just um break some things down uh but then of course um, american club um, bfc signed um nigerian striker sisato shuela uh, from barcelona women for an undisclosed fee and the 29 year old six-time african women's footballer of the year assigned a deal until 2026 with an option of a further year um, shuela won four league titles two champions leagues eight domestic cups during her five-year stay in spain uh, she had five months left on her Barcelona contract and left after scoring more than 17 goals uh, for the Catalan club. So, uh, Agbabola has gone to uh, the America uh, to, to continue her career. So, wish her well and uh, wish her good luck. Also, um, let me sign off with this one. Um, it's about the transfer window that just happened, the general transfer window, because a lot of questions uh, have been asked about uh, why the window was the way it was. And um, you know, uh, a lot of back and forth, um, where, where, where a lot of reasons were given. So I had to do a little, a little research uh, on it, and I, I had to ask, I want to explain it to to people. Uh, although I sent a link in the group for people that want to read about it. So, anyways, um, this is just a breakdown. I'm spending, uh, of course, we guys know that um, most of the window uh, being dominated by uh, primarily clubs and the Saudi side that are spending big in the market and before it used to be Chinese side and all that are spending big in the market so but then a lot of focus a lot of the money chunk of the money are from the Premier League club so I narrowed down the research um, to those Premier League uh, you know data so anyways spending by Premier League clubs in January as last month dipped significant, uh, significantly after three successive record-breaking window with teams splashing out 715 million pounds less than in the winter transfer window last year uh, the combined outlay of the 20 top flight clubs was 100 million pounds which is the lowest january spent in a non-covid season since the 60 million pounds spent in 2011-2012 there were only 17 permanent transfers made and um, made by epl sites with a further 13 loan deals uh, despite the modest january total spend of uh, this season this season summer and window and winter windows is still the second highest transfer spend ever with 2.5 billion pounds spent uh, which was driven by the club's record-breaking expenditure in the summer okay what they are just saying here is all these all these bb grammar is um before this window we had three record-breaking window which was the summer last week last summer um uh, may june may june june july august september uh of uh, 2023 january of 2023 and um the summer may june july august ahead uh, of 2022 so we have three record-breaking windows she understand so th- teams have already strengthened their teams so uh, you don't expect them to be spending it's not sustainable to be spending all that money every summer or every window so a lot of teams are strengthening their teams and um, to that effect that was the uh, point number one then you know uh point number two uh they were combining because they've done a lot of clips a lot of clubs have done their deals in the summer uh it made um, uh, their, their window in january uh, a bit you know people didn't really um spend much in january and of course we all know that um players are rarely available with the general transfer window. There's a second part to this. Um, the reasons for the low spending has been identified as follows. One, the Premier League profit and sustainability rules that allows club to make losses of £105 million over a rolling um, three-year period. What this means is that the Premier League rules, that one that um, um, Everton and um, Nottingham Forest uh, have been charged with, um, it allows you to make um, £35 million loss per season. So, which in total over three years, one hundred five million pounds. You cannot exceed that. Otherwise, you will uh, breach these um, PSR um, rules, and um, you will be in trouble with the Premier League. Also, um, another reason that was stated is it's been a quiet month in the foreign leagues, including uh, Saudi Arabia. So, the Saudi Arabian league, uh, they didn't really, you know, attack the window the way they attacked the window over the summer. That pumped money into the window that allowed clubs to also spend because somebody like Chelsea has sold a lot of players over the summer. They allowed them to spend a lot of money in the summer as well. She understand. So, that's just like an example. Another example, that was, another reason that was given is that um, the new UEFA cost controls was activated this season. Um, it means that clubs competing in Europe must limit their spending to 90% of the club revenue and further reduce it to 70% by 
2025. And what this means that the teams that are playing in Europe cannot spend more than they earn. They cannot even spend more than they can. They cannot spend more. They should. They should limit their spending to 90% of the club's revenue. So, uh, let's say uh, the club makes um, 100 million, they can only spend like 90 million. Do you understand? For this year and for next year, they are reducing it to 70 million. So, um, it kicked, it, kicked, it went into effect this season. So that's another part of the reason why uh, teams did not really spend. Also, uh, only two managers have been sacked so far compared to 11. Now all these data are Premier League related. Anyway, so only two two managers have been sacked compared to 11. So you guys know when um, managers are sacked, when when the transfer window open, this new manager want to bring in their players. So last year 11 managers were sacked. So a lot. Of uh, you know, they were selling and trying to bring in their own players that will play their style of football. But this time around, it's just only two people that have been sacked. So a lot of the managers remain with the same team. Um, that is why um, you know they've identified this as one of the reasons uh, for the low spend. Then another um, another reason that was given was back-to-back record windows, which means that squads are stronger and do not require significant investment. This was what I was explaining earlier. Because of the back-to-back, there are three successive windows where clubs spend different clubs spent money so they've acquired all these players that they need they identified all these players that they need into their squad so they don't re- really require unless you want to sell those players and it will be difficult to sell in January anyways and even to buy in January so uh, clubs didn't really need to make players and um, um, another another explanation that I was giving was that January transfer window uh, is typically lower except um, the January 2023 window which was the exception so all the January transfer windows uh, clubs rarely spend money uh, apart from last year that was the exception to the rule so it's people uh, barely spend money like that like that so that's that for that and finally um, what another reason that I was given finally was that um, clubs are not looking at the emergence of young players uh, instead of uh, that they are looking more to their academies so instead of going out there and spending uh, 40 million 50 million on an average um, let's say um, let me let's say a disaster from Monaco that are spending uh, let, let me use by the I think they spent 35 million on him. Let's say rather than spend 35 million on him, you just go to your academy and get a player that we um, probably understudy the senior guys that are in the team and let's see if you know he can blend in. If he cannot blend in, you cannot look at getting in an experienced defender. Shake it. So a lot of clubs are doing it. Um, you can see Man City with a lot of young guys that they introduced to their senior squad. Chelsea did it, um, Liverpool is doing it. Um, you know, so like that, like that, like that, like that. So these are the reasons uh, that have been given um, for why um, you know the transfer spend um, is low. Anyways, um, if you really want to understand it, the story is on BBC, and I also set the link to the group so you can always um, read about them for better understanding. Uh, I had to do that um, on the close of the show so that I can explain. I didn't really talk about the general transfer window because, like I said, there was not much activity. But then these are some of the reasons that has been highlighted uh, for why the window was the way it was anyways that's all we can take on the show this evening thanks to everybody who tuned in and everybody who called um into the show and as well as those of us those of you that sent us messages uh dikadi oshun uh wale chris seviman desman um timothy from isekiti mr ayla bola and uh you know thanks to everybody uh that contributed on the show join us again on monday uh hopefully for the banter edition of not nigeria <laughs> uh of talk about talk sports we are located at empire building number one at the federal road street behind bj philly station in osho cotillia i just said told you for my career on those states so kindly reach out to us for your adverts promotions and sponsorship on empire radio 104 i'm dot five where you'll be guaranteed um nothing but first class service on radio god bless you all stay safe out there have a productive and fantastic weekend ahead um this is jerry from the jace wonder and i'm signing out